1: What's up and what's happening everybody and welcome into the 127th episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host Blake Lane and tonight I'm joined by a very special guest by the name of Dustin Smith. Very, very good friend of mine coming on once again and we're going to have a breakdown of the Auburn Tigers 24-16 victory over San Jose State. Then we're going to talk about week two of the college football season, who Dustin liked, who he didn't like. And then we're going to talk a little Nebraska Cornhuskers, finally ending things with Scott Frost paying him the full 15 million buyout. Could have waited till October 1st and gave him seven, but they went ahead and and nipped it in the bud after the 45-42 loss to Georgia Southern and the Sun Belt Conference. What a showing this weekend. What a showing. So with that being said, we're gonna kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network. We're gonna show them all their love and appreciation. Then we're gonna get Dustin right in here and get this thing going. Here we go. Thank you
3: for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.
1: Welcome back in, everybody, to the Up Tempo Podcast. And tonight we are joined by a very special guest. Once again, coming back on the show, man, Dustin Smith. Uh, glad to have him. A lot to talk about tonight, including the Auburn Tigers. Can't wait to can't wait to pick his brain about that, Dustin. Man, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm
2: very blessed, brother. We had a full weekend of football. It's a lot of
1: fun. Man, we did have that man, uh, that Alabama-Texas game. What a game to start it off! Uh, you know, then then we got to see App State man walk into Kyle Field and and shock the country right there, man. And then we had our Auburn Tigers, Dustin. Not the show we wanted, but that's why we're here tonight. We're going to talk about that, man.
2: Yeah, the App State game was. Uh, I just can't believe people are still scheduling
1: them. <laughs> man, Dustin, did you see the midnight yell? Did you see the video? Yeah, I saw that today, and uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they might want to take that. They might, they might want to get that off the internet.
1: Oh, dude, that is the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life.
2: Yeah, I saw. I remember the one last year from when we played them, and it was bad. Like you said, cringy is a perfect word for it. Uh, but I think at that point, Bo Nix hadn't thrown an interception. He'd only thrown one, and he kept calling him Bo picks. Uh, but yeah, just just really corny, uh, a really weird school over there They got like 21-year-olds that are at ROTC, and I've never understood how that works because, you know, <laughs> you, can, you can join the military at 21 if that's what you want to do. Uh, just uh, just weird, man. Very cult-like over there. Strange school.
1: Yeah, man. Uh,
2: weird stuff.
1: Weird stuff. Uh, but you know who else is also cringy, man? And uh, that's Haynes King under center. I mean... I I have no idea why Max Johnson hasn't gotten a shot yet.
2: Yeah, I think you'll see it, but you know, I remember coming into the year, a lot of what was coming out of College Station was they need to uh, renovate that offense, they need to revamp it. Jimbo's running the same stuff that he's ran his whole career, mm-hmm. and that teams have got onto it. And and the first two games, it's, it looks like more of the same. I don't see anything. It looks like a classic Jimbo offense. And, mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot of film out there on that. He's going to have to switch it up. It was, the, it was the main talking point of their whole off season, And uh, they've got, you know, they've got a big slate coming up, as does everybody in the SEC West. And if they don't get it together, um, you know, it's transfer portal is a thing. And that high recruiting class that they just brought in, if mm-hmm. that locker room goes south, those guys will dip.
1: Dude, Dustin, one thing that shocked me about that game, man, is – I was so surprised how App State just ran the ball down their throat. I mean, just said, "Hey, forty-one minutes of possession." Yeah, it's wow. wild. Yeah, I mean that's that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And they just literally lined it up and ran it right down their throat in the second half. Said, "Hey, it's 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 base. It's just base base run schemes. Here you go. All right, we're gonna line it up and run it right down your throat. All right." It, yeah, it, it, it was, was fall like it camp was stuff. They
2: saw on film and they came ready to execute it. They had a game plan. They knew what they were going to do. They were confident they could do it. Like you said, they just lined up and, and challenged. I mean, uh, uh, credit old Josh Pate. I watched you know watched him last night, mm-hmm. and he gave the stat that A and M has fifty six four and five stars on their team, and App State has one. So,
1: oh my god. <laughs>
2: That's just a great. That's just a great job by those coaches, and uh, they had a tough loss for North Carolina, so to bounce back, and then you've seen the scenes of like them just going crazy and uh, and boom. So that's electric. really good stuff, man. That, that's what college football is all about.
1: Yeah, it was an electric atmosphere. Them running down the street in the rain, bro. That was that was sick. But uh, Dustin, man, I wanted to get your thoughts on Alabama Texas real quick. I mean, what a damn game that was. Bryce Young. Coming up in the clutch once again, man. uh, You you, got to tip your cap to Bryce, man. He he, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. He does it week in and week out, man. Uh, Hell of a performance by him. Down and makes it happen once again. I saw flashbacks of the Iron Bowl just over and over and over again.
2: Yeah, I was a little bit off in my prediction of fifty-six to nine. So hey, I was Texas for. Hanging in there and making it, you know, doing what they did.
3: And especially after you, lose we your starting quarterback. That's pretty demoralizing.
2: Mm-hmm. Obviously, the easy joke there is Bama always does that to Texas. <laughs> um, but, man, it, my thing with that is is everyone's getting excited as the game is going on. You know, and obviously you're texting your, your, Tex your buddies like, oh, shit, look at this. And mm-hmm. for me, I just told everybody that I was talking to, I said, "Just, just calm down. Texas this is cute mm-hmm. but even though I'm surprised that it's a game it's just they're just a machine man like they're just a machine uh you just knew that or I did, I just never did I think Texas was going to win that game mm-hmm. and that's not that's not like a crazy take you know it's just Ben was going to do it and like you said Bryce Young's proven now that in that moment he's going to do it I would say that the thing that stands out to me though is that um Bama's offensive line isn't appear to approve much, mm-hmm. and thing that really blows my mind about that is, you know, you, you they have their pick, they get anybody they want when it comes to offensive line. So that goes to show you right there. And just like we talked about um, with the fifty six, you know, four and five stars with a And M's compared to how App State's one man talent doesn't mean everything. You have to have the intangibles, and especially on offensive line, you got to work together as a unit. Those guys can be all five stars, and they can be top rated out of every state and have all the accolades in the world. But if they're not working together as a unit, and they they don't mesh well, then all that doesn't matter. So, and they still don't appear to have it figured out at Bama. At least they struggled again versus a power five team. So that'll be something to watch for down the stretch.
1: Yeah, man, uh, the SEC, you know. I think last week we said it was Alabama and Georgia and everybody else man it it might be wide open because you know we've seen Georgia with Oregon and Sanford but I mean I want to see Georgia with that first test man and and yeah. um you know I want to see that first SEC match I know they got South Carolina coming up but I, I really want to see them get tested, and then we can make a call on that. I, but I, I think the SEC is wide open, man. It really is. With A and M losing to App State, and Auburn struggling to San Jose State, and it's just uh, it it could possibly be wide open, man. I know Tennessee with a shocker there, uh, in in Pittsburgh, man. The overtime victory that was that was a hell of a game. But Dustin, what I really wanted to ask you, man, is is who really impressed you in Week Two, and the second half of this question is, what was the one team that you really weren't impressed with?
2: Well, I'll say, before I get into that, just a quick point on you know, just kind of wrapping up week two. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this kind of feel like 2007, just mm-hmm. where every week is going to be kind of wild? Chaos. It's just going to be a toss. I mean, LSU won the national title that year mm-hmm. with two losses, and yep. then every week was just nuts, every mm-hmm. week. And so far, we're two weeks in, and even those week zero games have some have some crazy ones. So it's just been wild, and uh, I don't think there's two or four, I don't think there's that much separation.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's it seems like pure chaos. And, and you know, going back to Texas A&M real quick before we get to that question, Dustin, is they got Miami this week. All right. So have fun, A yeah. and M, Mr. Jimbo. All right. You better be ready. Big game. Yeah, because game if you lose this one, then then you got Arkansas and Jerry's world. All right. So have fun, buddy. <laughs> the the slate doesn't get any easier. <laughs> no, no, we're all we're all there. All the SEC West
2: teams were there. The grind is here. It's real. LSU's got Mississippi State. I mean, we're everybody about to find out.
1: That's so, going that's gonna be a good one, Dustin. Yeah,
2: so I would say, you know, the most impressive team to me, uh, is kentucky oh man um because now and we all know how long that lewis retreat they had was and mm-hmm. now in the last five years first florida they're they're three and two versus them and multiple mm-hmm. times now i've seen them recently go into the swamp and get a win so i'm just impressed with where they've got that program at the phenomenal job that Stups has done there um and the hype was all there for Florida after a big win, a big win, you know, versus Utah. But uh, Kentucky just kind of coming in there and just like just it was just another one of them grinded out games. Where just the culture and the intangibles are just over four quarters that you just kind of knew, like this team, you know, they were just. And Billy Napier will have, he'll establish that he's a good coach, and yep. I think it's going to work out for him there. But that's just kind of what, you know the second game in mm. Kentucky those guys know what they're doing, they've been just that locker room sperm, that culture sperm is what I'm saying. So Absolutely. Uh, you know just impressed where they're at as a program in general. Just now for you're not you're not that shocked when they go down there and get that win and they're uh-huh. off to a, they're off to a good start. So I was really impressed with Kentucky and then you know, as far as disappointing goes, it's kinda it's kinda hard not to, to just I don't, know, don't want to harp on A&M, but hmm. A&M in Nebraska, I mean, that's kind of your obvious choices there, <laughs> in my opinion, because it's just you have the same numbers now yep. that uh, Kevin Sumlin had. Jimbo's got the same numbers. I mean, I I don't have it in front of me, so I don't want to – but I know that it's, it's right there. It may be like it's, a game difference. But yeah,
1: Sumlin, yeah won, and, Sumlin won one more game than Jimbo during that – I think, what it was it, their first five years there or something Someone like says what I saw, first yeah.
2: five, or like, you know, the first amount of how many games they've gone yeah. at this point that Jimbo's coach there. Um, yeah, so you're paying a bunch of money. And not only are you paying Jimbo that much money, but you just paid all these recruits that much money. Yep. And you just put in all all the facilities there are top notch. Um, It's just so much money in that program, and you're getting results that a team like Auburn just fired Gus Miles on for. I mean, you're getting eight and four results every year. That's what you're getting. And they beat Bama last year. You just went nine and one during the COVID year, but you still you went nine and one. Like you had some momentum. Then you beat Bama. And they just fall apart. They just they just they have these games where they just don't show up. And then, yeah, first off, you know, questionable decision even putting half state there on your schedule. But um, yeah, man, it's hard to not look at what's going on at college station and say, uh,
1: okay, like all that money, what are you getting? Yeah, man, um, I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent, Dustin. Um, Texas A&M, man, they it was. It was shocking to me, man. It, it really was because I had high expectations for him coming into the season. And, man, the the one team that has really, really let me down this season is Notre Dame, man. Notre Dame losing to Marshall at home, okay? Like, you talked all this stuff all right, over the summer, into fall camp, about your problem was Brian Kelly. All right, your problem was the guy that left you he couldn't coach all right well guess what Dustin Brian Kelly Brian Kelly didn't lose to a Marshall. all right Brian Kelly he didn't lose those games all right? Brian Kelly was winning you 10 11 games a year all right and he was gonna have you in the top five top eight top 10 every single year. And you were going to be right there on that playoff conversation, if not in the playoffs. And you come out and you lay an egg to Marshall. And I I just – Marcus Freeman, man, you're 0-3 now as as a head coach at Notre Dame. Like, it just doesn't look promising. And I laughed every single second of that game because I I said, hey – they started this this beef with LSU fans a couple of weeks ago talking to, you know, oh, you're going to find out about Brian Kelly and he's not the guy that you think he is and all this. Well, maybe we're finding out a little something about Marcus Freeman, you know. Um, I, I just – I don't know, man. I, w- I was shocked because they looked half ass decent against Ohio State, and I guess it, that was just kind of a demoralizing loss, and you follow it up with this performance and – uh, just, it it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't what I thought Notre Dame was going to be like this year, man. I thought they were, you know, I thought they were going to have a little drop, a little drop step uh, from the 10, 11 win seasons, maybe, you know, nine and three or something like that. But uh, now you're in the hole and the schedule doesn't get much easier. And so that was my one disappointing thing for week two. And Dustin, I know you brought up week zero, man, and, and you threw in Nebraska there on your little thing, man, and... and Scott Frost, all right, you lose to Georgia Southern, and your social media team makes a post and says, hey, Georgia Southern actually thinks they have a chance to beat us this weekend. That's hilarious, all right? And then you go in and you give up 45 points to Georgia Southern, 45, all right? I saw a stat where Nebraska was like, they were like 140 something and oh when scoring, like, over 40 points in Lincoln or something like that, and then you lose 45 to 42 to Georgia Southern, man. Like, I said it weeks ago, he should have been fired when they lost to Northwestern. But, Dustin, what I wanted to ask you about Nebraska, man, is is if you had one phone call to reach out, if you're the athletic director at Nebraska, you had one phone call to reach out, what is the one coach you would reach out to in this country to – get him to come to Lincoln, Nebraska and turn this thing around?
2: Well, to me, there's always an obvious answer to this, or at least always, but right now there's an obvious answer to this question. Um, It doesn't mean it's realistic
0: and It comes with a second question, is that? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was
2: only playing for fun, so
3: winning this was a dream come true.
0: Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And that is,
3: how much do you value morality?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at your moral compass, I wouldn't get up, Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to win football games, I would call Urban Meyer. So, mm-hmm. but I, you know that's probably not realistic. So, mm-hmm. I think just for Nebraska, it's going to be. I mean, at the time, Blake, I thought it was a great hire. You can't really. Look at, you know, if you go back to when they made the made the hire, it's not you may make sense. You're going undefeated at UCF and he had a good year before you know before, so he had built a good program there. Mm -hmm. Um and he was a Nebraska guy. So it just all made sense. Uh I'm really surprised that it
1: just it just never got off the ground. You know, it just never got traction. You just They they didn't know how to um, win. They didn't know how to win. You could you could see it on the sideline that the, they had their attitude and and the leadership and everything in that locker room and on that sideline, Dustin. You could just tell when they got in a close game, there was no winning factor there. There was there was no there was no dog on that sideline, man. It, it just it, any type of close game they got in, they couldn't finish. And I mean, it, it bad rough and, and that's what I tell some Auburn fans hey we could be Nebraska alright yeah Um, but see I still think it's an
2: attractive job yeah like it's still a place you can win to have a great fan base uh, I think there's no reason why especially in the NIL they shouldn't be able to put something together and always have a top 25 class mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of them moving to the Big Ten I know you get more mm-hmm. money out of it but like from a competitive standpoint they just had a better chance than the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's important for them to get somebody. Like I like their timing, that you know, because this gives them plenty of time to kind of look around um, and just observe the season and see how it plays out. So I think they've got time. Obviously, you know, they don't have to rush it. Um, go ahead and build your list and kind of you know start vetting it from there and see how it all falls. But. The fact that it didn't work out man just proves it like it's not a perfect science um I I remember there was a time when I was screaming for Auburn to hire Turner Gill
1: yeah
2: you know I was like this is this is the obvious hire and uh so you just don't know um Hugh Freeze would be interesting at Nebraska uh how much longer is Liberty gonna be able to keep him I know they've He's got a nice contract to be coaching at Liberty. I know they've really ponyed up and done what they have to do, and he likes being there. I do believe that's genuine. Um, but that's going to be the hot name because, I mean, he's, he's proven he can do it, and everybody makes mistakes. So at some point, you got to give a guy a second chance. I do think he's a good guy that just made some mistakes. And his offense, the thing with Hugh Freeze is... That's you can that's kind of a quick turnaround kind of offense you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you get a couple of playmakers in there you get like a zone read quarterback you get you an athletic quarterback that can just keep the defense honest respect the pass and he can turn that thing around pretty quick so something like that a guy that you that is established a, a guy that's proven I don't think they're in a position to to gamble on somebody the way that you know like Auburn's gamble with Brian Harson, and what we'll have to see kind of type. I think mean, you need to go out and find somebody like a Hugh freeze that has won on the big stage before, and it's proven they can they can take over a program with the challenges like he
1: did at Ole Miss and build a competitive, you know, product. Yeah, Dustin, my pick was Mark Stoops at Kentucky, man. If I had one phone call, I'm calling Stoops. That's a good UK. pick.
2: I don't know if Kentucky would – I don't know. And, Kentucky and, might, might, you know, back the bank, you know, pay up for that one.
1: Hey, and you know what? If I'm Mark Stoops, I entertain it because guess what? I'm kicking your basketball coach's ass right now, all right? <laughs> and you want to pay Is him. If it's
2: Agent Jimmy Sexton? If it's Agent Jimmy Sexton, <laughs> then I guarantee you he's getting more money out
1: of it. Hey, man, you you pay me the Brinks truck, okay? Because if not, I can go out here to Lincoln and I can turn this thing around, all right? Because like yeah. you said, it's still an attractive job. There's still, uh, still the... the uh, the legacy of the '90s and and the history and the tradition, man, the black shirt defense and and all that stuff, man. Uh, they can get that thing back in Lincoln, and uh, I really like what Coach Stoops has done at Kentucky. I doubt he leaves Kentucky. I, I doubt it. I think he loves it up there and what he's built there. Um, so, but that you know that would be my one pick. But Dustin, man, enough with that. Enough with week two. Enough with Nebraska. Uh, I want to get into this Auburn Tigers uh, football team, man. Two and and0 to start the season, um, a sluggish two and O with a twenty-four to sixteen victory over San Jose State. Dustin, man, I, I just want to get your thoughts, your, just your overall thoughts, real quick, before we really dive into this dive into this game, man. What was your overall thoughts about the victory Saturday night?
2: Well, I want to say. Uh, I want to lead off with some things because when we get to, when we dive into the game, if you're just talking about the game itself, there's not going to be a lot of positives. Yep. But what I will say is, in the year 2017, where we won the SEC West, we beat Mercer 24 to 10, and that game was 17 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and Mercer was driving with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of weeks later, we we beat number one Georgia, and then beat number one Alabama, and yep. finished the season 10 and two. Um. Also, <laughs> I went over to my brother's house to watch the game, and I sat down on the couch about twenty minutes before, and I looked at him, and I said, "I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Based off of the way this day has going, I'm kind of worried about this now." And I, mm. I wasn't worried about it at all, but just, it just college football is like that, man. It just there's them days, and it was just clearly one of them days yesterday where. Everybody, and then you, you you have the obvious trap game situation where it's like, okay, you're gonna be fired up to play week one, and then you you, you got uh, week two, you got San Jose State, and then week three is the big game. So it just kind of mm-hmm. falls in there. Um, so I don't think that it's the end of the world. Like it's not. It could if you come out and you beat Penn State, no one's gonna give a piss about. The San Jose State game, exactly. We won't care. we won't care at all, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of winning. You did not lose on a day when A and M lost. You know, just everybody kind of struggled. So, like, you got the win when you played really bad, and in the second half, like you cleaned it up. You still made mistakes. It still is very uh, kind of lame on the fans. Like, I get it. It's bad weather. It's you know San Jose State, but. That crowd was not it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a lot of just a lot of things. Uh, so I'm not I'm not claiming like you know this was just doomsday and all this failed because of how bad this was. But like, make no mistake about it, it was it was it was a lot of bad.
1: Yeah, Dustin and and you know I was talking to my dad and we were both pissed off. I mean, I I'll be honest with you we we were livid. We weren't happy. Uh, we were aggravated at the time. And I called, him, I called him this morning, and I said, hey, man, you know, we won, all right? And at the end of the day, that's really all that matters is we won. And we're 2-0. and We have a huge opportunity against a top 25 team this weekend. And I really think, and it happens all the time in college football, I think it happened a little bit to A&M this past weekend, is we were looking ahead to Penn State. and we just kind of looked at San Jose State. We read all the clippings in the in the press that they almost lost to Portland State, Dustin. It would, you know, they had to come back in the fourth quarter and win that game, and you know, we were going to blow them out and everything like that. You know, it happens, man. It's real. It's hard to get up for games like this because a lot of these a lot of these dudes, man. You know, you think Group of Five, we're Power Five, we're in the SEC. You know. A lot of kids, man. You got to remember, they're kids, and you know, they're like, "Hey, we're just better than them." And sometimes yeah, you're you, playing down, and they're playing up. Exactly, man. And you play down, and you don't get as hyped for a game like this, and you struggle at times, man. You you do things that you normally don't do. You blow assignments, and shit happens. It happens, man. And that's why, that's why I really took a step back and I calmed down, and I was like, okay. You know, one good thing about this, Dustin, in my opinion, man, is last year we started out with, with Akron and Alabama State, all right? We had two blowouts. And and my dad told me this morning, he said, the thing about two blowouts with Akron and Alabama State is you turn on the film and there's nothing really to correct, Blake, all right? Because everything went so perfect, all right? He said, y- you look at those two games last year, the film – he said, wasn't a whole lot to correct, all right? He said, with this, he said, there's things that you can go in and really dissect and dig into and say, hey, there's things that we get to correct now before we go into Penn State, all right? And and um, our secondary, you know, not turning your head for the football. Uh, I saw that over and over and over again Saturday night. Uh, just, just little things, man, little things that can easily be corrected, man, and so, Now I'm looking at this, and and there's a lot of work to do. And I think it can be done, and I think this team's going to get up for Penn State. I think this crowd is going to be absolutely electric. Uh, I had a guy on here from Penn State last week uh, after their big win over Purdue and everything, and and, uh, he was telling me how excited the Penn State fans were to come down to Auburn and everything. And I can just feel... Auburn matching that whiteout experience with, with this orange out. I can feel Auburn matching it, maybe being, you know, I mean, we know Jordan Hare gets, gets riled up. It, it might be a little bit more intense than a whiteout. Um, so I, I think Auburn's going to be ready, man. I think that they're going to have, you know, I hate saying this, but they're going to have a great week of practice, like Malzahn used to say. But... Um, you know, because I, I read where Harson said that they had a mediocre week of practice. It was so so. All right, it wasn't great leading up to San Jose State. There was guys that really weren't focused and everything, and it just felt kind of blah. and And it didn't it didn't really feel like a great week. And I was like, well, that's unusual to hear because we didn't hear it out of the last regime. So. You know, we just every week it was a great week of practice, and so yeah, we had the best week of practice every week, best week ever. Yeah, I mean, we could lose, we could lose, you know, forty eight to nothing, man. And uh and it was a great week of practice. And so I mean,
3: I'm surprised. We practice
1: great. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, I, I felt good hearing that and and Harson bouncing back and just saying, Hey, look, you know, uh, we're okay. We won the football game. So I, I think there is some positives to come out of this. Uh we just can't turn the ball over, you know, like we have been the first two weeks. But uh diving into the first half, Dustin, man, I really wanted to get your thoughts. Uh You know, the quarterback play, everything, this offense, man. The first half was absolutely terrible. We didn't even score in the first quarter, man. Uh, What were your thoughts on this first half? The first quarter was – I mean, we've seen some bad Auburn
2: offensive football over the last decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. That first quarter was – it can't get any worse. Um, You got your senior captain, a guy that just never makes these kind of mistakes, commit three penalties. Um one of them negates a big game yep. and you saw it when it was happening. I mean, the people I'm watching the game with were all literally screaming at the TV. Don't do it, John. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yep. And because he did, because he doesn't have to do it. And he just, he just doesn't, he, he has his hands in the air before he even does it. It just was so frustrating. Um, so just a lot of mistakes. I mean, if you were, if you, if you were grading it, you just give it a F, f right? It was just <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah just bad man just didn't come out ready to play made made a million mental errors get the false starts in their home stadium lining up in illegal formations just stuff that horse and breaches that you know is not going to be the case and usually since for the time he's been here now you know that hasn't been a thing like that but mm-hmm. yeah man um both quarterbacks committed turnover um on Robbie's that's just a terrible decision. Like yep. Landon King's open but yeah, I, I don't know. Like he just he stared him down. And Jarquez was Jarques was right there for an easy easy check down. Yep. He's there's only one defender right there. We can kind of trust Jarquez is gonna make that guy miss. It just wasn't really a good decision by Robbie. It's just a really hard throw to make. Uh yeah technically Landon King was open, but if you if you go back and watch the play it's like, man, just hit Jarquez. and that's yeah. not even a hindsight thing. It, it's just the right decision. Mm-hmm. And then um, on TJs, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it looks like a misassignment because the guy just runs free and is right in the space immediately, and that's not a play call. And this is the same thing, uh, you know, Jack Blackaby talked about, uh, but I agree with him 100. Uh, percent He talked about this unlocked uh, all over this morning. It's just not. It's just a tough call, man, to ask T J to make that throw all the way across the field. Yeah. Um yeah, he's got the arm and stuff, but like right now are we are we at a place where we can trust any of our quarterback. I mean, that's like an NFL type throw. Mm-hmm. Uh that's just that's a tough ask. So and T J got the arm. I know he's got an incredible arm, but uh I just don't know if right now if we're in a groove do to be doing that. So I just I wasn't crazy about that. And I'll be honest with you, man, something that, is, something that is frustrating me and I would like to see a change this week is there's just too much rotating going oh, no. on on the offensive end. Yes. I mean, <laughs> there, are, there are times when we've it's three plays and I've already seen eight, nine receivers. Yep. You got to let these guys get into a groove, man. Um, as time as well as establishing a pecking order and... On offense, like, Damari has a big 33-yard run, Mm -hmm. and I don't see him the rest of the game. Tarquez busts off a big run, and he's out for a little bit. It's just, there's a lot of rotating at those positions. We're still rotating at guard. I hope hope that stops this week. You've you've got two games (laughs) now. Let's figure out which guy you want to go with at guard. And then, I'll I'll give an example of quarterback. Now, this is the second half, Mm -hmm. but... It's, it's still an example of just how this rotating quarterback thing is not working. At least, it, well, I'm not saying it's not working because, you know, Robbie has his big runs, but where it's just like, all right, man, we're driving the ball. We get down there. It's uh, We get a good run on first down. So it's second and three, second and four.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We're, we're within field goal range now. We've put together some first downs. And we bring TJ out and bring Robbie in. He fumbles the ball. Yep. And then falls down, and then we bring TJ right back in on like third and nine. So you just took TJ off the field, and then you're taking him back right back in in a worse situation than where he left you. Yeah. Like I'm just not I'm just not crazy about that man. Like, and I, I I don't the I don't really know. There's not too many times where the zone read has been stopped. Like when right. I mean. So far in the first two games, we mean Robbie gets yardage off of that. So I don't want that to go away. It's it's one of our best running plays through two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's consistent. We go to it. It works. Especially like that zone power read. Um, our, our line blocks it really well. Our receivers yep. always block well on it. We just look really clean running it. And when Robbie gets to that second level, we have already seen he's dangerous. So he can flip the field. Um, so I don't want it to go away. But... Let T.J. get in the rhythm first. You know how when Robbie came in, his first pass was a little screen pass to Tank? Yep. Let's do that with T.J. Let's let T.J. get in the rhythm. Let T.J. start out 5 or 6 on some easy throws. Because, honestly, his his completion percentage is up 10% yep. so far. I mean, just looking at all of his passes, the accuracy, accuracy seems to improve a
0: lot to me. But last year when he only
2: had one interception... He's already got three this year kind of thing. The decision-making has been a little iffy. So, um, let's let him get 75%, 80% of the snaps in the right situations. Bring Robbie in. And I think this too, Blake, They the reports are that uh, Hope was all over it at Auburn Live, that Robbie got a lot more reps last week. Mm-hmm. And it looked pretty clear to, to you know, we thought, mm-hmm. like, I feel like he got the chance, like, he gave him more reps. It was He could have took the job Saturday. Yep. And I think I think that after the interception, um, I think TJ was was damn near perfect after the interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked he looked good. So I think TJ won the job. Uh, I think he's our best option right now to run the offense. You can still use Robbie, but I don't. I think it's time to kind of put to bed the whole two quarterback system thing. Let's let TJ go. And if it becomes a problem, then, you know, hey, we can reevaluate it. Um, he's got to quit turning the ball over for sure. He's got mm-hmm. one touchdown to three picks right now versus Mercer and San Jose State. That's not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. But we got to let all these guys. Let's, let's get this rotation that's kind of chopped down. And they, and hopefully that was part of the plan. Um through these first two games, kind of, you know, to get good looks at everything. But I definitely want to see that kind of chill out, and let's let's get our guys established, and let's get his rotation kind of settled, and get our and get our identity established. I we need to find out who we are on offense. What are we going to lean on? What are we going to do?
1: Yeah, Dustin. Um, you know, I I agree with you one hundred and ten percent, man. About the rotation and everything, and and I was gonna bring that up too, man. Like I just felt like every time, you know, you mentioned Damari Austin, he he bust the thirty three yard gain, and then poof, never see him again. Yeah, you know? he's out the rest of the night. Yeah, I didn't even come back in the game. I don't think. Yeah, and um, I, I know there was a a big run by Robbie. Uh, I think it was down the left sideline. Uh, he takes off, and then as soon as as soon as he gets up, they they're motioning TJ back onto the field, and they're like, you know. Hey, Robbie off, TJ in, let's go. And I just felt like it held Auburn back Saturday night from never, from never getting into a rhythm, man. Like, you have to get into rhythm as an offense. And, and guess what? You hear different cadences. You hear a different voice. It matters, Dustin. It matters, yeah. man. When you have constant switching of a signal caller, it matters, man. It matters, and a lot of people might not believe that, but it does. Uh, the guys are different, man. They're different under center, and I just felt like that, you know, like we like we just mentioned, it, even in the tailback spot, man, uh, you know, it, receiver and everything, man, there was just so many guys on and off the field, and it was just, it was, it was cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy watching that first half. It was pathetic, man, and... I'm with you, man. I feel like, I know I said it before we started recording, I feel like Robbie had the opportunity to win the job. Yeah. And it slipped through his hands. And I'm with you. I don't want to see the read go away. I I, I love that uh, part of Robbie's game. I really do. I think Auburn could utilize that inside the red zone. You know, he, he could get shifty there. Uh, you know, the play that we saw in week one, him coming around on the, on the little jet sweep and pitching the option and everything. You know, the, the little gadget plays and everything. That's cool. There, there's going to be some packages in there for him. But I'm with you 100%. And I know last week I said, hey, we just need to let Robbie get in there and ride. But this week, man, in that second half, TJ really earned it to me. He come out after the pick, like you said, man, and he played... Uh, pretty damn flawlessly, man. I, I thought yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought that, you know, I posted on Twitter. I said, hey, we need six right here. All right, if we don't get a damn touchdown right here, we're going to lose this damn ball game. We're going to lose to San Jose State. And what does TJ do? He marches our ass right down there, throws a dot to Tavares Dawson. All right? I mean, just – just a yeah, great throw. D- I mean, dropped it right in over the linebacker, right underneath the safety. Great throw and we score we score a touchdown man and that right there in my opinion really really won TJ the job and i still want to see Robbie this saturday but i like you said 75 80% of the snaps let's let TJ really ride this thing saturday and like you said man words out of your mouth if it becomes a problem down the road then we will worry about it down the road but for right now uh, let's have some consistency and let's keep guys on the field for a little while, man. Let's keep guys on the field and getting a rhythm. Uh, but, but, Dustin, man, I wanted to move to this second half. I know we just mentioned TJ's play, but what were your thoughts in the second half? Game's tight, uh, Auburn. You know, close game. What did you see, man?
2: Uh, the positives. I think that we adjusted well offensively. I thought we ran the ball, especially in between the tackles, the best that we have in the eight quarters that we played so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that second half, we really ran the ball up the middle the way that uh, I would like to see, and, and that we we struggled to do against Mercer. Um, and you know, Jarquez, Jarquez is just so quick through that hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a beast, man. He's just hard to tackle. Um, so I was very encouraged by that. TJ played pretty much perfect to me in the second half, and the thing I like about TJ in the second half was. There's just little plays. Um, there's a time where, you know, he rolls out to the left, nothing's there, and he just throws it away. Mm-hmm. Um, there was two or three times in the second half where it wasn't there, even on a uh, on a third down where we had to punt the ball. But he just, if nothing was there, he just ran. Obviously, he got caught. He dropped mostly just a foot. got chopped down. And we punted the ball, but didn't force anything on you know I mean? me mm-hmm. like just it looked a lot a lot cleaner
1: dustin if you, um, dustin if you end every drive with a kick you're doing something right man yeah kick
2: not picks. <laughs> Yeah. and so you know that was encouraging to me um defensively i i just think that the interior of rd line i mean there's so many guys you can name uh marcus harris had a ball game mm-hmm. um we just have some beasts down there, Jason Jones. We just have some monsters. They got away with holding Echo pretty much all night. Absolutely. Especially in the second half. It was three or four just
0: blading holds. I mean, just. Mm-hmm. He's
2: got. I, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I just can't with it, man. Because uh, it's just. So uh, you're calling everything on us. Everything. Mm-hmm. The Some of those past interferences. Okay. But uh, the thing I was concerned with was it didn't there didn't seem to be really an adjustment to what San Jose State was doing passing the ball. They seemed mm-hmm. to have they had this crossing routes, they had this slants up the middle all night. And then um there was one time late where we we get the ball and it's twenty four to thirteen. And we're driving, we put together two or three first downs in a row. Mm-hmm. And we just stall out past midfield. I mean we're we're damn near field goal range. And we just stall out, we go backwards. Um can't do that. You gotta you gotta punch it in right there. I wanna say there was like four or five minutes left. You punch it in right there, and you end the game 31 to 13. And then you're able to say, okay, ugly first half, but we put it behind us, and we ended up still winning this game by right around where the spread was. I I think it would have been 18 points at that point. So it's like, that's fine. You would have been okay with that. You still would have said, not pretty, but all right. But you punt the ball, you get them down to the five, and they come right out and throw a deep bomb. That's a great pass. It was a great play by the receiver. They get, like, a 40-yard gain right out the gate. It's just, like, come on, man. And they come down, and they end up getting a field goal with an onside kick and a chance to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, like, that was the disappointing part for me was, was that you came out, you made the adjustments in the second half, at least every, every part you did with the exception of the
0: secondary. And I just, personally for me, it's just too soft.
2: Yep. I mean, there was a couple of times where I don't even have
3: a DV in my TV screen.
2: Mm. Absolutely. And, I, and it's third and seven. And that guy just runs a little six, seven yard curl, and bang. And then I see an Auburn defender come running into the TV screen. Well, it's too late now. Um, I know he hasn't played football in a long time. So it's going to take him a little bit to get back. But I need to see what Owen, I need to see the real Owen Papo. Yep. I know what he's capable of. Mm. Uh, he had a wide receiver screen dead to rights. Dead to rights. And he just comes in high, doesn't get low, and the receiver just kind of shakes him off. And then we missed a couple more tackles in there and they end up getting twenty yard gain on it. Uh and that was on third down. And the the defense talked about that. They're just not getting off the field on third downs so the way they need to be, especially third and longs and then Everyone talked about it because it's obvious it's glaring. The lack of turnovers. DJ James jumps a route. Mm. Um, Great read on it. Jumps a route. Has the ball in his hands. Uh, Really, that should be a pick six. And I don't want to, you know, the kid, he had a great game. DJ James is probably our best player in the secondary. He had a great game. And I feel like he's earned the start spot. He'll probably start this weekend. Absolutely. He's played great. But he jumps a route. He has the ball in his hands and he gets wrestled away from him and it led to that weird review and all that stuff. Uh. You just got to make that play, man. You just got to make that play. So now we played two games and we were down four. And that's what Harson does. The first thing he talked about in the press conference today or one of the first things he said, we are down four in the turnover battle right now. We've got to create turnovers. The, receive, the, the, the DBs have got to compete for the balls more than what they are. Mm-hmm. Go back to the first game versus Mercer. They had a couple of bad snaps where the ball was just laying there and our defenders, our D-lineman, gets the hands on it. And he does the, you know, you got to make these plays. Um, you're going to have to win the turnover margin this weekend. Got From to. here on out. You know, yeah, West Kentucky's only team winning schedule mm-hmm. where you might be able to get away mm-hmm. with that. From here on out, you cannot commit eight, nine, ten penalties and
1: lose the turnover margin by two, or every team left on our schedule that will beat us. Yep. That's a fact, Dustin. That's a fact, man. And, and you know, I was going to ask you about DJ James and Keontae Scott, man, and I think they have upped their game, and I really like them out there in that secondary, man. And, and I was going to ask you about Nehemiah Pritchett, man. What's going on there? I mean, <sighs> Man, can 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 he can he get it together for Penn State this week?
2: I think he's definitely lost some playing time. You know, the other guys that are playing better. I I'm not giving up on him. I know the kid's super talented. Yeah. And uh I had him as our top he going into the year. I did too. Um <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't played out that way. Um but yeah, I don't think he's a bad player. I don't know what you know, that mm-hmm.
1: so hasn't been a great start, obviously. Uh, but I'm just – I'm not ready to give up on him. You, you know, Dustin, man, when I had Lance on here, that was the one the one bright spot I had was Nehemiah. And I was like, man, I was like, I really feel like he could step in and, and really anchor this secondary, man. And so far it just hasn't happened. Uh, like you said, not ready to give up on him because I know the talent's there. But, hey, when you got Keontae Scott and, and you got DJ James back there, man, uh, those are two two really talented players. Uh, I do uh, I do hope to see a little more out of Kaufman this weekend against Penn State, man. Um, but that is really my only concern about Saturday, Dustin, and, and is is well, I'm not going to say my only concern, but.
2: That's funny. Yeah, we could, we could make a long
1: list if we ask. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to say my only concern, but uh, I know Penn State, man, looking at looking at that game, you know, Penn State can't run the football, Dustin. They run – they average like 3.1 yards a carry, okay? Uh, their offensive line isn't very good. So – I want to see our D-line and our, and our front seven. I want to see them eat this weekend, man. I want to see them absolutely put pressure on Sean Clifford. And what can our secondary do? If 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 our front seven's getting to Sean Clifford, man, we, we have to make plays on that back end. And that is the big X factor to me is what is our secondary going to do? Because if we create turnovers against Penn State, I really like our chances, Dustin. At home, TJ Finley, I think he can get it done. Uh, I think he found something in that second half last week. Uh, I, I just wanted your thoughts, man. What is your X factor for this Penn State game? X
2: factor is going to be can we run the football? Mm. Um, can we run the football? And then the crowd. Like we know what the Jordan Air crowd can do. Um, and that it's going to be wild. You know, I'm gonna be there. I can't wait. Uh, it's gonna be nuts. We're gonna show them how you do it. You know, they they thought that they really were showing us something last year. Mm-hmm. We play in Baton Rouge. <laughs> uh, we play you know, in Sanford Stadium. We, you're not sure. I mean, impressive. Like they have a yeah. great crowd. They have great fans, and all the all people that I know that went up there said that they were treated great, and that the the Penn State fans were just awesome. So. um and I'm sure that the ones I come in contact with Saturday, they're going to be awesome and all that. So it's nothing like that, but it's just, we'll show them, you know, how we get down down here. And you can say it means more or whatever cliche, uh, but they'll find out. And so that's going to be a big part of It's just, you know, that crowd removed by the Wildon boys a victory kind of thing, because it's going mm-hmm. to be a tight game. Um, and then it's going to be, can we run the ball, man? Can we establish the run? Mm-hmm. If we can establish the run, and wear them down. Cause I because I don't have I don't have questions about the other side of the line of scrimmage. I Absolutely. know they're not gonna establish a run on us. Yep. I'm willing to bet everything I own that they're not gonna establish a run on no us. Doubt. There's not gonna be too many teams at any this year that establish a run on us unless no we doubt. just have massive injuries at D line. But even then it would take a massive injuries because we got plenty of guys. <laughs> I just you know, we're fine as Wesley Steiner, we saw Cam Riley had a great game, week one, he still played well, week two. Um, and then Wesley Steiner was the guy Saturday. Yep. And you know Capo hasn't been great through the first two, but hopefully that comes along. That's just no one's really going to run the ball on us. Um, so if we establish a run on the offensive side, then that I mean, you dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides. You should win the game. At that point, it just comes down to does Auburn leave the gun on the shelf. Don't pull the gun out, load it, and point it at your damn foot. And I know that Auburn loves to do it. Mm-hmm. And just don't do it. Don't turn the <laughs> ball over. Don't commit penalties. If I, if Penn State fumbles the ball, pick it up. Run it. Get mm-hmm. put. We struggle. Offense is going to be a struggle. Like even if everything goes right for us, it's not going to be the strength of our team. Yep. So the defense needs to help out. Make a big play on special teams. Return upon 30, 40 yards. With mm-hmm. Keontae Scott showing some ability so far. Absolutely. Somebody bust that thing up there. DeMario also on a kick return. Take that thing 60, 70 yards where we're, we're already starting to, to drive right outside the red zone. Make some plays. Somebody's going to have to step up and make some plays. You catch a slant route, that should be a first down. Break three, four tackles. Take that thing 60 yards to the house. Mm-hmm. Because, I you know, I can't really think of a time in these last couple of years where Auburn, this is, and you alluded to this on, on Twitter today. This is just such a big moment. I don't think you can really overstate how big of a moment is Saturday's going to be for this program. Yep. With all the negative perception, with all the negative energy, and then you don't help yourself by coming out and squeaking that bye over San Jose State. Look up the recruit list. There's going to be 50, 60 kids there. Man, it's
1: I was just, just, just about be, to say that, studs.
2: Dustin. You have the opportunity on national TV. You got a ranked team coming in there. Yep. You know we lost to them last year. We lost to freaking Minnesota in the 2019. Oh, um, the Outback Bowl. You yeah. Know, we just, you know, we've been losing to these Big Ten teams. I don't like that. Uh, this is going to be the first it's the first time a Big Ten team comes into Jordan Air and forever. I want maybe maybe ever. I think I saw that somewhere, actually. Yeah. But I know it's the first time in a very long time. So, you just have the opportunity. And here's the thing, too. It's like me and my brother were talking about this. How often are we going to play Penn State and have a home-and-home home with them? You don't want to get swept in it. Mm-hmm. You know, when's the next time they're coming back to Jordan here? And so, you don't you don't want them to... It's just a lot on the line, and you have a big opportunity to... Really, turn some get some momentum. That, that that's what it is. It's an opportunity for this program to get some momentum, to gain some traction, mm-hmm. to have a victory that you can point to and say, "Okay, things are headed in the right direction." You win this weekend, and watch i tell you, you come out with a couple commitments.
3: Mm-hmm. Some
2: guys are going to be there. They're going to see the crazy atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We know that all the victories got nil headed in the right direction. I'm hoping that we get a commitment uh, from the wide receiver Thursday night, mm-hmm. or no, he's announcing at uh, Thursday morning. Um, we're uh, Wilson. I won't say his name is janarius or Jabarius Wilson. He's an mm-hmm. offensive tackle from Lakeland Florida. His official visit is going to be Penn State. He almost committed back at Big Cat. Um, he's his mom's pushing him real hard to commit to Auburn. I mean, it's just he's really heavy lean They think they can get him this weekend. So you, you know, you come out of the week with at least two commitments, of uh, two big time commitments. Two four stars. One is a big need at offensive tackle. Yeah, I mean we can't stress how much we need that. <laughs> gotta so, have that. Gotta have it. And we gotta start getting some of
0: those. So it's just there's a lot of things that, that that you have an opportunity
2: to do this weekend, and you need to see that opportunity. This is this is the time where Brian Horson can say, okay, you know, I have something to point
1: to. Look at my program. We're headed in the right direction. Hmm. Man, Dustin. That was my thing, man. That's what I was gonna say, man. You know, that's why I pointed it out on on Twitter this morning. And I got a quote tweet, man. And and you know, they were like, "Oh, I'm so tired of this, like the bashing of Brian Harson." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, no bashing of Brian Harson. Like I back Brian Harson. I love Brian Harson. Matter of fact, I'm a I'm a full supporter of Brian Harson. I think he, you know, there's some there's a couple of things that I don't like, but uh, I think he's doing a, a pretty damn good job for all the. Uh, all the things that he's had to go through and and all that bs but man i'm right there with you with the recruiting list and how big of a moment this is because i can go ahead and tell you we're already we're we're home dogs all right we're home dogs and i can go ahead and tell you that college game day crew they're going to say oh well auburn barely beat san jose state it had to go into the fourth quarter Penn State beat them last year, you know Desmond Howard. He's taking Penn State because he's a Michigan Big Ten guy. So you, you know yeah,
2: his playoff predictions are working out real
1: well. Yeah, man. That that's 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 ESPN clickbait. All right, and yeah. we know what kind of company ESPN is, but I ain't gonna touch on that
2: subject. Okay. Conversation. Yeah,
1: um, but you know, and, and that's my thing, man. Like like you said, it just. The image that this program has gotten from the national media, this is your moment with a 230 kick to change the perception to everybody. All right. This is your moment for all the recruits that are going to be there. You say, hey, Brian Harson and Auburn can win big time games. All right. We can have Penn States and, and the Big Ten powers come into Jordan Hare and we can beat them on our soil okay and and uh this is a chance for a top 25 win that can go on your resume Uh, that could be huge in bowl season and for all of those people out there who say bowls don't matter um look i know people sit out in them but it's an extra week of practice um you know Goes on your record. That's yeah. all that matters to me. Yeah, it, it does. It, it goes on your record. And hey, what if what if Auburn's sitting there at nine and three in the end of the year, and you get a chance to go to a bowl game, and you win, and you have a ten win season, Dustin? It you know. It, yeah, no, it's huge.
2: Even even if you go seven and five, Blake, the yeah. difference between winning
1: that bowl game and being seven and six versus eight and five to me is huge. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, you know, there's a lot on the line, man, and. I think we can't stress it enough. I think Auburn, Alabama has to absolutely turn up this weekend, and it has to be a madhouse. Uh, and I think I think the guys are going to be ready. Like I said at the very beginning, man. I think you will not see the same team. My buddy on Twitter this morning, I said, "Hey, it's do or die," and he said, "Now, granted, he's a bammer. All right, he, he's he's uh, he's one of those gumps over there." And he said, "Well, I think they die." Well. Look, man, I know I know that you think they're gonna die, and I know that ninety percent of that is becoming—it's coming from the hatred of your heart, right? Because you just don't like us. So, um, my second thing is—is—is is, is I don't—I don't think you're gonna see the same Auburn team that you saw against San Jose State. I think you're gonna see a different—I uh, think you're gonna see a different Auburn team come out with a different level of passion uh, and, and and intensity. For this game against Penn State, because they also know what's on the line. They read Twitter, they see social media, they know. And, uh, then that's, that's my big emphasis this week is, is just, Come out on fire, man! Hair on fire, ready to go, and uh, and really ready to to just knock somebody in the dirt, man! And that's what I want to see from the Auburn Tigers. But Dustin, man, my last question for you: I saw Zach posted on Twitter earlier. He was telling the Penn State people what was the best place to eat and and the best things to do in Auburn. So I do have listeners in Pennsylvania on this podcast, man, and I know maybe some of them might be coming down to the game. Give me one spot in Auburn that you would, uh, you would you know, tell somebody to go to, uh, whether to eat or maybe to party or whatever, man.
2: Well, I'll say this, because, uh, I mean, for everything I see, and I'll get a better scope of it this weekend, a lot of places have been closing, and mm. so I'm kind of scared to say a particular place, because it might be not even be there no more, <laughs> but... If you're coming down here from Pennsylvania, look, I've only been north of the Mason-Dixon uh, one time in my life. And I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't really impressed with the food. Um, so if you got an opportunity if, it's, if you're coming down here. Find you some grits. Uh, uh. Find you some biscuits and gravy. Scramble your eggs. <laughs> take it all. Just make it into like a big, a big mess on your plate. Mm-hmm. And just go to town um dinner time this is easy man it's easy you could do some some black eyed peas maybe some lima beans it's up to you maybe some sweet corn get you some cornbread fried chicken again get you some mashed potatoes and gravy some good biscuits it's not hard you <laughs> <some> sweet tea, <laughs> sweet tea. <laughs> it's real simple yeah it's just a sweet tea, man. Cause I know that they like to drink that, uh, that regular tea up there.
3: Just, yeah. just tea. Like,
2: nah, man, <laughs> that's some, some sugar in that thing. Uh, yeah. You know, grown man. I, mean, I need sugar in my tea. Um, so yeah, it's, you can't really go wrong. Don't, my advice would be do not eat at a chain restaurant if you're coming down here from Pennsylvania. <laughs> too many options. Unless you're just in a hurry, you know, hurry and you got to get in and get out. But too many options, man. Um, If you do got to do chain, though, I don't know if they have a water burger there, but there is a water burger in Auburn now, so if you got to go with something quick and fast, get you a honey butter chicken biscuit. Yeah, man, just, you really can't go wrong. (laughs) Bro,
1: Dustin, man, Dustin, I don't look, I don't know if it was sarcasm or what, but on Zach's tweet, man, somebody put on their Guthrie's. And I said Guthries. And I said why would why would you tell somebody Guthries? Like that is not the place. All right. <laughs> like um. So uh, look, if you're from Pennsylvania and you're coming down here, man, do not go to Guthries and and eat. Honestly, uh, pick you something better than Guthries chicken fingers. Okay. Uh, if you're if <laughs>
2: yeah, don't do chick fil Like yeah.
1: Like um. Hey, Little Italy. Go. Go check it out, uh, pizza, uh, whatever you want, man. Uh, that That's that's my place if you're in Auburn uh, from Pennsylvania. Go check it out. Go get you some tumors lemonade. Uh, one thing I yeah, do absolutely. want to say, Dustin, is Penn State fans, if you do win, don't roll tumors Corner, okay? Please,
2: please, God, don't do that, man. Like, I, I've, <laughs> I've seen that, and I'm not, you know, going to like, Talk crazy on, needy- you but just use your head. Um, I know that they're serious about their football. There, I'm, I'm not trying to say, but just you know, it's documented. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, what what how how we how we are about this stuff down here, and that's something that you never should have, you know never should have considered. But post Harvey Updike, just. Even more hypersensitive to it, yeah. and yeah, I would encourage it. If you win, just
1: just don't do that. Yeah, saw it in the uh, on on Twitter in the chat room or, or their little two four seven board or whatever it was on. From yeah, that's where right. I
2: saw it was on their message board. They were talking about it. Yeah. Uh,
1: so if you are a Penn State fan, man, please, um, you know, don't roll tumors because because it's not going to be a pretty sight. Uh, it's just it's a respect thing. It's an Auburn thing. Uh, the the trees the oaks man they mean the world to Auburn fans and I know that might sound crazy to a lot of you who aren't Auburn fans but trust me it is a big deal to us so uh, we just ask man just please do not do that. <laughs> um,
2: so because it's gonna be it doesn't it doesn't have to because what's gonna happen is inevitable and it doesn't have to be that like that's yep. not that's not what Auburn is what that scene would become otherwise wouldn't happen that weekend. Yep. So. Because that's not how Auburn is. You're going to have a great time. It's going to be nice. You have nothing to worry about. It's going to be perfect. Um, This is the best. I've been around the SEC, man, Auburn. And it's not, you know, I wear Auburn goggles. But, like, this place is the best, man. It really is. Um,
1: Don't make us, don't do that. Yeah. Please. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Dustin, man, I really enjoyed you uh, coming on tonight, man. Once again, you're always spot on, man. You you keep it real. You keep it 100, man, and I really appreciate it. So, Dustin, if you could, before you get out of here, man, drop your uh, drop your Twitter handle, social media, anything you got, man.
2: Yeah, well, you find me talking trash to all these SEC fans <laughs> on Twitter at D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D 28, and uh, just holler at me, man.
1: All right, Dustin, man. Hey, can't wait to have you back on. I'm going to wrap it up with a war damn eagle, brother.
2: I wore that go big one this weekend.
1: Let's go out there and you find a way to get it done. That's a fact, Dustin. All right, man. Later,
3: buddy.